hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Firmamental Podcast. I am your host, Raul. I got Alex with me today. My boy, Alex, one of my partners. Uh, we're going to do a quick hitter episode. This is going to be bonus content that we're going to be supplying you listeners um, from time to time. We're going to try to do this at least once a week, maybe sometimes twice a week, folks. So just look forward to these little things, what they are. We came up with a concept. Actually, Alex came up with the concept. And he was like, hey, man, what do you think about doing a segment called AR-15s? And, and I was like, dude, I like the name. And he's like, well, check it, man. I'm Alex. You're Raul. There's your A&R. And we'll do little 15-minute uh, little bonus episodes. And I was like, dude, that's brilliant. Let's do it. So this is going to be the first one that we're bringing to you. I got Alex with me. So go ahead and say hello to the firmamentalist out there. Everybody, thanks for having me on, Raul. Uh, pumped to do some AR-15s with you. Uh we might be a little bit rough on this one, but we'll smooth it out and we'll get that chamber cleaned up and the clips ready and full and we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll hammer them. Don't worry. I got you covered on this one. So I, I thought for the first episode, it would be really fun for people to share share with their friends and family and and stuff that's easy to digest that get, gets people thinking. And and that's actually fun, like coffee table talk or dinner dinner table talk without, you know, rocking the boat too hard and, and offending anybody. So I wanted I wanted this episode to be called like the questions to ask people to reveal scientism and scientism is basically fake science in in our realm right So yes. I was, yeah so I figured I'd start with uh, like one of the my favorite questions lately has been uh asking people if uh you know you ever heard of this movie uh Journey to the Center of the Earth Raul, you heard yeah, it? yeah, I have, yeah. There's been more than a few, I think. Right. So the center of the Earth uh, apparently is about four thousand miles deep. So I, I like to start with asking questions like, "Man, do you know how how deep the Earth is?" Usually they'll say no, and you say, "You know, four thousand four thousand miles." And and then I'll ask, you know, do you how do they know what's at the center of the Earth? They go, I don't know. I'm like, well, did you know that they've only dug down the deepest ever has been eight miles in Russia? So that leaves, you know, 3,992 miles short of what's actually at the center of the earth. And then, you know, watch, you know, watch uh, the wheels start to turn in their head. Man, how how did scientists figure out what's at the center of the earth? What do you think about that? Um, I don't know, man, but like I'm going to play the the mind of a glober here and i'm gonna say like well maybe it's this magnet and that's what's causing gravity and it's this huge gravitron and this magnet at the middle and it's pulling everything to it and i think that's what's at the center of the earth like uh of course they say it's molten lava and i'm sure there's like layers of, of, of stuff there's stuff inside the earth but like to be honest with you it, it is speculation I mean, you have to speculate. They don't have concrete proof. If they've never physically been there and they've never physically pulled something out from the center of the earth, it's all speculation. So is it science fact or science fiction? Yeah, That's they, the real question. Yeah, you man, know, but I mean <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, there you go. Like you kind of answered it perfectly. It's like, yeah, it's like it's like speculation. Like they you you get the person to come to the conclusion that they never really did, you know, take a core sample or an or a, or a sample of anything because they're not even close, right? No, they haven't got close. I mean, that's just pretty crazy when you say, I guess, according to your numbers, I didn't know the numbers, but you say that they say it's according to, you know, the globe model and yeah. the size of the earth. And if they bore down into the earth, that it would be 4,000 miles to the center. 
So, I mean, it's just interesting that that we've gone as far as eight. So we still got 3,992 miles to go, but we can speculate what's at the center of the earth. I mean, and why can they only get down eight miles? That's the question. What are they hitting that's not allowing them to go any further? It almost reminds me as a glober, if you turn it around the other way, like, you know, I believe they can't get past the firmament and they haven't been past the firmament. Now that's another rabbit hole that we can dig into later, but like it is speculation, man. That's 3,992 miles away from the mark. Like you don't know what's down there. I'm sorry, you just don't. Yeah, so we're gonna chalk that up to scientism, right? Uh, I'm gonna say that's scientism, science fiction, and not science fact. There, man, there you go. I'm gonna let you hit, hit them with the next bullet. Well, I always like to think about you know, they say the earth spins at a thousand miles an hour. I'm not even getting into the fancy thing and that it's also orbiting the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. By the way, there's a 666 in there. If you folks didn't notice that, but you know, let's just say the earth itself is rotating at a thousand miles an hour. Okay. Like we're talking about spinning, like the laws of physics would have to apply. Right. And people always say, well, it has to do with the atmosphere and the atmosphere is moving along and holding everything together. But like, I mean, come on, it would have to. I mean, if I if I put water in my bathtub now, my bathtub is stationary. Right. If if nobody's in there splashing around and I don't got a fan blowing hard air at it and my kid's not in there playing and I just let, let the water be, it's going to be perfectly still. It's going to lay perfectly still. Okay, so I think of like people that live by the Great Lakes, for instance, let's say I live by Lake Michigan. Yeah, you're going to see the water moving and sloshing around on a windy day. But what about when I'm driving to work on a day when it's perfectly still and there's no wind? You know, I, I, I drove by large bodies of fresh water before and I didn't see movement on a perfectly still day with no wind. I mean, the water's perfectly serene. It's like a mirror. If you walked up to it and looked over it, you see your reflection perfectly clear. You know, of course, on a windy day, that affects it. But like, if the if we're constantly spinning at a thousand miles an hour, why are these large bodies of water perfectly still? They'd be being sloshed around all the time. Yeah, for sure. And And to make matters worse, there's absolutely no curve. It doesn't matter how far you look at that water, there's... You're not you're not going to see magical like a convex surface, right? It's perfectly, perfectly flat and still, like you said. Yeah, so I mean, exactly. I could stand on the shore with a wide lens camera because my my physical view of vision with my own two eyes, I'm only going to see, you know, as far as like my physical capabilities of my actual human eyes. But I mean, we even got cameras, wide lens cameras and stuff there. You can go up right up to the to the shoreline and have it showing the whole expanse of the, of the horizon of the water. Mm. And at some point it would have to go with the Copernicum theory of, of, of the earth's curvature, you know, and I don't know if you have that math readily, readily available, but you know, for, for every mile, there's so much of this curve. Right. So, I mean, if I stand back and, and we're talking about a large body of water and my field of vision, as it goes out wider and wider, you know, further out, that's even a more distance. You're going to tell me that I can't see miles of water. You would. And I would, I would, I would think that you would be able to see a physical curve. Did you ever see the news reporter uh, in Chicago? And he was saying that somebody had taken a picture for all across Lake Michigan of, you know, the skyline of Chicago. And he said that it was a mirage that yes, that they're actually not supposed to see that. And that, the, the entire skyline is a mirage. Like, isn't that the, the funniest thing? Yeah, I forgot what uh, anomaly that they chopped it up to. 
Um, but we will post that video for you folks. That is an interesting one. They said it was due to something in the atmosphere that was reflecting. And it was just like, it's just like they, when they're caught in their lies, they have to backtrack and come up with these ridiculous stories or some, uh, you know, ridiculous, uh, anomaly that just took place and this is like once in a lifetime thing like no we got p1000 can nikon cameras that can bring things into view from vast distances out if there was a curve there it just physically wouldn't be able to do it exactly it's amazing what technology can do to help prove real science and meanwhile you got got these guys covering inconvenient lies and you know chalk chalk that up to some scientism right yeah. I'm going to go with uh, science fiction and not science fact. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so one of my one of my favorite things that I love talking about lately is the lunar calendar. I love thinking about the lunar calendar. And for everybody out there, Google that. Check that out. 28 month days, 13 of them, 13 months. And I think there's one extra day. No, I, I, I think you meant... Uh, we should have 13 months with 28 days instead of a 12 month calendar. Oh, sorry. Right. We go by the 12 month calendar. And right. then like they say, you count between your knuckles and the ones that, that are the knuckle is 31 days. And the ones in between are not 31 days. And then you count it out. And, and of course we got the one with the leap year, which would be February, which has 28 days, but that makes up the 12 month calendar. So what you're saying is on the lunar calendar, it should be 13 months and everyone should have, how many days? 28 days. 28 days. And what's interesting, too, is that is also a woman's uh, nat natural menstrual cycle. Right. I think uh, I, I think that there's something like to this. And that brings me to my point of I just wanted to get everybody to kind of check this out with me. You know, in real time, we can like start doing some research on lunar cal calendars because it's super fascinating. But I've been talking a lot lately about the, the moon and how it has its own light. And I think you and me have been bouncing this off of each other. I mean, that's kind of one of our first rabbit holes, like introduced into all of this. And the the moon reflecting the sun's light is such a ridiculous thing. Like, have you ever walked down the street and have just rocks like shining, you know, sunlight yeah. in your eyes because they're just blinding <laughs> you. Like, all the rocks that are on the ground are just mirrors. That's basically what they're saying. Like the moon is this giant mirror that's like, you know, shining, shining at us. And then the earth's just getting in the way of half of it or a quarter of it half the time. Right. Like it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Is it a, is it a diamond? Is it like a shiny rock, like a diamond or something that reflects light? Or is it like a glow in the dark sticker where if you stick it in enough sunlight, you know, then, then you take it out of it, it still glows. Like, I don't understand how that would work. Um, right. You know, but I think that light could reflect off of plasma. And I know that there was a scientist in the 60s that we can find that video and post it to this. A lot of, uh, you know, true earth people or flat earth people are already hip to this. But there was a scientist in the in the 60s that was had a theory that the uh, that the moon was made up of plasma, you know, and he said, we'll never land on it because you can't land on plasma, you know, and as a flat earther, you know, I, I don't think that we ever went to the moon. You can go back and listen to past episodes. Why? And I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are flat earthers, but I mean, you really get into this and just certain things, you know, they say that the, the moon is reflecting the sun's light. Well, how come moonlight is colder than moon shadow? Just like Scipio said in the interview that I did with him, that was one of the things that really start to turn him. So, uh, 
I mean, really, if it was reflecting the sun's light, the sun's light should be warmer than the sun's shadow, but that's just not the case. So it, it's almost like the, the the moon is producing its own light, folks. For sure. I, I feel like the moon is the sun's like equal and opposite, like the yin and the yang. The The moon is the same size as the sun in the sky. Like if you just look at it, like what are the astronomical chances that we have this thing that's 400 times closer but the the sun is 400 times farther and 400 times bigger than the moon like it's just like it's mission impossible in the sky right yeah i could hear that theme song playing now thank you thank you for giving me that 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 audio and visual all together at once right yeah no it's just the moon gets enough credit for how incredible it is and i think a lot of people on their flat earth journeys or just even in their scientism journey need to look into the moon and what what it really is like there's a lot of things we don't know about it and that's okay like just know that it's a miracle and it was created for us right hey man you're saying that the moon doesn't get enough credit i think because the sun's stealing all the shine (laughs) (laughs) oh man i set you up for that oh dude come on man that was like a lob to home plate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna hit you uh, with that, that, was, that, was, that, that was all organic folks that was all organic folks we didn't plan that one ahead of time <laughs> nice no man that was killer um yeah we got we got about a minute and a half left so how do you want to finish this up you know um a minute left man i just want to tell you folks that this is something that we plan on doing this is just some quick hitters that we're throwing at you um ar-15 man 15 minutes goes by like a blink of an eye man I'm used to doing this now for like an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. So 15 minutes went by real quick. Go ahead. Final word, Alex. Yeah, man. Raul, uh, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, I think this is fun, actually. I, I I felt like our energy was super high. And for 15 minutes, like we can like rap battle for 15 minutes pretty easy and just hit people <laughs> hard. And, and, and you know what? If we're going to just do dad jokes for 15 minutes one time, I mean, I'm okay with that, right? We'll just have the audience groaning like, just straight yeah up. we'll do we'll do dad jokes for one and we'll do mama jokes for the other hey man <laughs> even my 45 year old ass can run on a, a treadmill for 15 minutes so let's do it baby <laughs> all right folks i think that we're uh we're uh past the 15 minute mark now so i'm gonna say peace out to all you firmamentalists out there remember protect your dome and we'll see you next time How do we find ourselves here Within these walls and chains As a teardrop lands Who is there to blame?
till skies turn.